listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. All right, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, as always, Casey Foreman, your co-host, I should say, alongside my friend Tanner File. Tanner, how are we doing today? Pretty good. Happy to be here. How are you guys? Fantastic, man. Great to have you along as well. And yet again, week after week, Tanner, I feel like we are getting blessed, if not spoiled, could be another word. Uh, Another packed show for you guys today. So much to take a look at and break down. Obviously, the breaking news, uh, Tanner and I have been waiting for this, you know, basically for just just as long as you guys, the 24-month negotiation comes to a close. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys reach a four-year extension. Uh, Tanner, we get we got to break that down first, I think, at least. Yeah, for sure. Probably the biggest news in the NFL this week. For sure the biggest news in the NFL. A bunch of other news going on. But yeah. uh, becomes the second highest paid quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes. It's crazy. Hey, the uh, like we've been saying this for weeks. Ever since you started, I feel like we've been saying this week after week. But the NFL, we got these big short-term deals, big, big price tags alongside – more NBA like, you know, the more we're here, the NFL becomes more NBA like. So we'll break that down first for you guys. Uh, Dak's contract did Dallas overpay. Uh, break, break down the con- contract details as well. Then we'll take a look at the NFL's franchise tag deadline. Okay, that was on Tuesday. If you're listening on Wednesday, just yesterday, so much happened. A lot of guys got tagged. Some didn't. A lot of people got released. Tanner and I want to break down all that happened on Tuesday. And then to wrap up the show in the second half of the podcast, we will take a look at the NBA's regular season awards. Okay, we're now midway through the season exactly. So Tanner and I are going to give out our NBA midseason awards okay a pack show stick around for the entire thing but tanner will open with you thoughts on the dak prescott contract uh it's high it's a high number you see the uh four years 160 million right 160 million for four years yeah 40 million a year seems mm-hmm. a little high but uh i kind of thought it was going to be higher when i saw it i thought he was going to be closer to 45 a year yeah, I, I was honestly, I'm, I'm with that, but I, I think it is, you know, obviously when you're talking about 40 million per year, it's high, but me too. I was kind of thinking about 45-ish was, was really going to be the number, at least reaching an extension this early, because I had until July to reach an extension. So Yeah, I, I think most people see that Patrick Mahomes contract and they say he's not Patrick Mahomes, but I mean, he's that's just the way the NFL works. The next best young quarterback is gonna break the bank. Like, I'm so glad you said that. Contracts work. I'm so glad you said that. I am sick and tired of hearing him just get you know compared to Patrick Mahomes. Let me let me break something to you, and everyone listening, everyone in the NFL world, who is Patrick Mahomes? Okay, have we ever seen anything like that? <laughs> like seriously? Yeah. 
when was the last time we saw someone walk in the NFL and dominate like that from such a young age? Maybe Dan Marino. Yeah, but, but yeah, but he he got to one Super Bowl, right? Never got back, correct? Yeah, like, like he's like, already he, been to more. Yeah, he's already been to more Super Bowls than Dan Marino. That's it. Like, like, like this is untouched territory, and the fact that people keep throwing that around. Well, Mahomes makes forty five, and Dak's right behind him. He's no Mahomes. Well. Like you said, it's it's not the talent level. It's where the market is going, especially where the NFL is going, you know, like it's like becoming more and more NBA like. So it's not really the talent level, which it is is still there, in my opinion. We may differ on that. We can talk about that in a minute. Um, but I, I think it's really just overall where the league was going. Yeah, like he's better than Jared Goff was when he got his extension. Oh, he's facts. Carson Wentz was like he. He's making this it's the same level of increase in contract as those ones. So I'm not surprised at all by the number. Yeah, that's a great point. Um when Jared Goff got his contract, same with Carson Wentz. I'm not sure the order. I think I think Wentz was first. I'm not exactly sure. But either way, uh it, it was uh the, the highest paid up until that point when they signed the contract. So we, we simply keep seeing the needle be moved up a, a little bit higher as we go. It started with the Patrick Mahomes deal. And now not to get ahead of ourselves here, but we're looking ahead at guys like Lamar Jackson and stuff. Now he's up for contract. Yep. I saw right before we hopped on here, the NFL was reporting that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson entered talks today on an extension. You know, they I, I'm sure they're one of the they're one of the uh, couple. I don't know if they're one of the winners or losers, quite actually. You could kind of frame it either way. They, they could say, hey, we see what Dak gets. Some people view Lamar as a much better quarterback. I don't think he's you know far better than Dak. But, you know, some people see, see an MVP. At least he has that accolade, you know, for sure. So he has he's, he's achieved more up until this point. And yeah, I, mean, I think I think Lamar Jackson's a better quarterback, but yeah, he can he do things no one else can do. He might not be a better thrower of the football but he's i think he's a better football player so. yeah exactly exactly and I think he's probably going to make more money than Dak prescott too the, the, and they're they're going to be playing the argument that we kind of aren't liking the whole patrick mahomes hey he's not patrick mahomes we're gonna say hey he's better than Dak prescott he's not Dak prescott he's better than Dak prescott so i think again we'll probably be seeing um, another, uh, you know, needle moving move here, here soon. But as far as the contract details go, like Tanner said, four years, 160 million, 126 of that Tanner is guaranteed. I should tell you. So Ooh. 126 guaranteed. Yep. Uh, six That's the number that really matters in NFL contracts because they almost always, I feel like the big contracts at least get changed at some point. The guaranteed money is like what you want to look at in the NFL because, because their contracts aren't guaranteed after that. They're not yeah. like the NBA or the MLB. Yeah, exactly. In per a perfect recent example, a guy like Ben Roethlisberger was set to make what over 30, close to 40 million, I believe. Yeah. And now re reconstructed down, down quite a bit. So exactly uh, all, all about that, all about that guaranteed money. Like you said, and he's getting 126 million of it, uh, 66 million signing bonus, million signing bonus as well. I and believe I that's, that's the highest. That's the highest ever. The, uh, so yeah, that's the highest ever, 126 million. I believe that's, I don't know. We're talking about the, the Mahomes. I'm not sure what Mahomes' guaranteed money is like. 
That's the I would assume could... higher with it being ten years, five hundred million. Yeah, exactly. So but we assume that it's going to be. A I don't know. Bit. I don't have the numbers in front of me to look at. The only person I would say compares would be the Mahomes guaranteed money. So he's up there in, in elite. You know, in in uh, rare air, we should say uh, by year. This is what I really like. People saying he's he's wrecking the cap. You know, forty million per year. He's wrecking the cap. If you look at the numbers, uh, they say different. It's in, people were, were praising the Patrick Mahomes deal when he signed. Oh, hey, he's making forty-five million on average, but that's not till later in the contract. He's only making twenty million or so and so million for the first couple of years. Well, we're seeing Dallas do the exact same thing here with the Dak Prescott contract. Uh, so, and, and and on the first year, right th- this year for the deal, twenty twenty-one, the cap hit will be twenty-two million dollars okay and as we know per year salary as far as cap hit goes i think carson wentz his cap hit with the eagles is still around 30 million he's not, not even going to be playing for him so that kind of gives a lot you, better than a guy that's playing for the colts you know yeah, exactly so 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 cap hit for the cowboys now for Dak only 22 million we know that would that's got to be on the bottom end as far as uh, uh quarterback contracts go in comparison okay to the franchise tag which would have been thirty-seven million dollars as a cap hit. So they're they're paying twenty-two instead of thirty-seven. Okay. Yeah, and you lock up your guy for the future. And you lock your guy up for the exactly the the last like I said I think at the beginning of the show twenty-four months that this negotiation has been going on. So you, that that now that locker room issue that bug has now been like you said kind of put to rest that, that question is the uh, russell wilson trade rumors uh right that, that that can now be put to rest Dak has a no trade clause also in the, in, in the contract also they can't tag him again once the contract is over okay so Dak pretty much got everything he wanted in this deal if you're looking at it as well so we'll, we'll i'll continue to break it down so the first year cap it of only 22 million dollars uh which does that does leave the cowboys with four million in cap space in comparison to, like i said the tag which would have put them way in the red wait like what 14 million you know wait 15 million way in the red so uh that's a clear win right there. And then next year, 2022, only 33 million. So it doesn't go up to 50 right away or anything like that. So it goes to 22 to 33 to 44. Okay. Then we go up to 44. And then here's the, here's the doozy 2024. We're going all the way up to 47. We're getting paid 47. Ooh. So maybe Jerry Jones knows something we don't in the year 2024. Okay. But the cap, the cap going up or, you know, planning ahead. Exactly. As a Cowboy fan that, you know, you don't want to wish anything on anybody, but exactly. Uh, you know, you know, do it sooner rather than later is kind of what he's thinking, you know, and, and again, 47 million though, in 2024, maybe though the cap's going to be going up. Who, who knows? Maybe he knows something that we don't know. Either way, he's giving his team a better opportunity to win right now. Yeah. Uh, so getting back to that question, uh, did they overpay? Mm-hmm. You, or is that a no from you? Yeah. So no, definitely not. Did they overpay? Cause either, cause if they, let me say this, if they didn't, pay him right now they're paying him 37 million on the tag okay so they're paying him more this year and basically the same annually if you if you average it out and then if he hits the open market you tell me otherwise i think he's basically getting that when he hits the open market yeah yeah i think he would get that contract pretty much anywhere so it's hard to say you 
overpaid. Maybe they did a little, but yeah. So what do you think? What's he's not what's a top five quarterback, but at the same time, like how long is he going to be a top five paid quarterback? Is he going to be a top five paid quarterback at this time next year? I was going to say like, in one year by now is it's a, that's a fantastic point. All the, all the quarter, our contracts are going to be up for grabs over, over the next couple of years. Uh, I would say no doubt in two years I, I, to be safe. We'll say two years. I, I don't even think he's going to be the top. Maybe he's fifth. Maybe he's, yeah, up, maybe. you know what I mean? Cause you got to think a lot of these guys are going to be, getting paid that are coming into the league right now. Josh Allen's going to get paid. Lamar Jackson's going to get paid. Uh, Kyler should be. Murray's going to get paid. If uh, Baker, Baker might get, we'll get a con. You know, I, I don't see them moving off, so I don't know. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be an interesting but, situation of its own. I think. Yeah, for sure. Like what, what, what will, will he, cause he's going to be seeing Dak and I know he's not thinking Dak's much better than he is. So he's going to be one, you know, something around this. Yeah. Well. I, I think there's a very good chance we see Baker in that same realm that we see uh, Dak Prescott's contract come in. The only thing is that the Browns have an option here because he was a first round pick that the Cowboys didn't have. Oh snap. Yeah. That's a good point. And he's also been making first round money in comparison to Dak making fourth round money. So. And he's on all the, what is he? Is he progressive or is he? Hey, all- don't don't you start using those commercials now because people told me Dak couldn't use those in in his negotiation. People said, oh, it doesn't matter. And then some people said, all all that matters is the is the off field things. But you're right. Every same thing with Dak. I feel like is it? It's some sort of insurance. Some sort of insurance that it's either progressive or all state. Um, or no, or State Farm, dude. I, I have no idea. Okay, he's one of those insurance companies, one of those three. No, and the one. other one is Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, they're State Farm. Okay, then I think he's, I don't know, he's either progressive uh, or all state. I, I'm going all state. I'm going all okay. state because I think they're more like protect your home, and he's all about like protecting your home field and stuff yep. like that. He so lives like, at the Brown Stadium, apparently. Like, yeah, so I think I th- we'll go with all state, but uh, exactly, he's he's making all that money off the field. I, I bet he's going to be in the same situation as well. But leaving the Cowboys now this year, at least with four million in cap space, not in the red as far as you know negative ne- negative uh, cap space goes in comparison to where they would have been with the tag. Okay, so. Let's give some props here about that, right? Yeah, way to uh, – it's a good job of their executive team working some cat magic there. I, uh, I've i honestly – tell me otherwise. I've heard some good as far as in, in the media goes, but for the most part I, I hear, you know, it's, it's good to get the media – or get, good to get the deal done, you know, about time. But people saying they overpaid, overpaid. Jerry Jones didn't, you know, he's not that savvy businessman. He thinks that he is. But I'm looking at these numbers and I'm seeing what exactly could they have done better, you know? Yeah, unless they could have gotten Deshaun Watson or something for a cheaper. Yeah, but he's he's, he's $1 million. He's he's a million dollars cheaper. Okay. And, and, And but he's a lot better, though. Is he okay? We that's where we that's where we can talk. That's where we can have our conversation. I really don't think he's that much better. And, and same thing with the Russell Wilson sense. Not gonna be that much of an upgrade at your at your quarterback spot. Okay, whatever. Not that much. Okay, and I, I think he will prove that this coming season, uh, getting better and better each year. And, and talking about other quarterbacks like that, Tanner, that's a great point. 
how how he compares to, to these other quarterbacks making a great deal of money. Mahomes, like we said earlier, about $45 million per year. Deshaun, just $1 million less. He's making $39 million per year. Not quite at that $40 million average, so $39 for Deshaun. Uh, Russell Wilson, guy we've been talking about a lot, 35 And then Goff and Rodgers, both at that 33 and a half. So one, two, three, four, five guys right there. Dak at second on that list. So he's above Deshaun, Russell, uh, Rodgers. Yeah, so depending on where, no matter no matter where you like him, I, I am a Dak Prescott fan. Okay, I am a Dak Prescott. Yeah, fan. I don't mind Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott's a good football player. I just don't. I find it hard to put like t- over twenty percent of your team's cap into a not top five quarterback. Yes, that is. But maybe so hard. he can become a top five. He still is. He's still young. He's yeah. still getting better every year. Let's not it's forget. Not like, okay. Before we got hurt. First in the peak. Before we got hurt. He, he was, was at, shattering the passing yards record. That's it, man. He had that. Exactly. He, he led the yards three weeks after he was hurt. Like, but like James but, Winston led the league in no, yards. The no, before. that's not, that's not exactly. That's not right. the only thing. You also then have to look at what he did in the past. Uh, also look at the defense of the, uh, that, that the points that that defense was letting up. But no, no matter how I am a Dak Prescott fan, a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I'm not putting Dak above pretty much all, everyone besides Goff, of, of course, not Goff, uh, but pretty much everyone besides Goff, I think, does have to go above Dak on that list. Out, out of those six, I think Dak is the fifth best quarterback, and he is getting paid as the second best quarterback in that list. But again, it's it's it's, it's his term. Okay, they got paid years and years yep. ago. The needle is going up. So I really don't... Thing. I think honestly, I think overall, my my takeaways, my final takeaways, I think this is a great signing, and and I just I'm just happy simply to win LeBron won a ring. It's about time, man. It's simply about time this got done. All right. So I have a question for you, Casey Foreman. That's what do you want to see the Cowboys do with the rest of the offseason? Offseason, still young. There's free agents out there. You guys have a little bit of cap room. You guys right. can probably maneuver it a little bit more to create more space. I wouldn't be surprised to see them restructure another deal. That's or it. Something. That's and it. So the draft coming up, you guys have a kind of an early pick. Tenth. Tenth. Yep. I was like, I thought it was top twelve. So what do you want to see them do? Who do you want to see them at? Because obviously they need help. They weren't in the playoffs last year. Exactly. Exactly. So I'll address the cap situation first. So four million in cap. Obviously, the defense is the is the you know first, second, and third priority as of right now. You have the offensive weapons. You have C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott now locked up. You have those guys, you know, regarding you know minus Gallup every now and then maybe he'll use, they'll use a franchise tag on him within the next couple of years. But that core is locked up until 2024, I believe. So they have the offense in place, and we saw it before Dak got hurt. It's there. Okay, it's going to be explosive. That four, again, it's only $4 million, though. And like you said, Zeke's getting paid. Amari Cooper's getting paid. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is getting paid. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they rework one of those deals, though. And the one, the one that comes to mind, money. yeah, the, the first one that comes to mind as far as restructure, uh, Zeke kind of Zeke has got to come to mind just because he's getting paid top, top money, number one money, and he's or number two money as far as running back goes. Maybe uh, McCaffrey might have beaten him out after the fact now, but 
as far as what we saw him last year, aging offensive line, you know, we saw numbers going down from him. You got to maybe try and restructure that Zeke deal, even though I think that's going to be the hardest one to restructure. So more than likely, they look at Tyron Smith. They look at Jalen Smith. Uh, maybe maybe they look at Demarcus Lawrence because he's been under, you know, under uh, not playing up until uh, their standards. So Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Jalen Smith and and uh, 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 Tyron Smith, are the Tyron Smith. I would say you reach try to restructure. Uh, maybe you cut. I that may be maybe big uh, Jalen Smith, nowhere near deserving the contract. I think he is getting paid. Sure. If you want to say he's a locker room leader, sure. You, but if you, if you can't restructure, I mean, he's making top linebacker money. Yeah. yeah. If you can't restructure and get it down to something reasonable, you gotta get rid of that contract because no matter what, he's not worth what, what they are paying him. So those are the yep. guys I take a look at. Uh, Malcolm Butler was released today, I believe. So I, I'm not sure if he will be willing to join the, join the boys on a minimum deal quite frankly that would be something i want to take a look at uh so the minimum deals like that guys who got released come wanting to come and play for dallas and then with that 10th overall pick like i said defense 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 i think it could be uh caleb farley out of virginia tech could be patrick sertain out of alabama maybe perry Diggs, who he played with at alabama two years ago you know I've also heard maybe trading down because a lot of those guys might be available later in the draft, maybe around the 15th to 20th. So if you can trade down, maybe get two picks instead of one, try to do something like that, get two of those guys you just named instead of one. Well, that might be a spot where someone is trying to come up to get their quarterback exactly. since lock theirs up. Exactly. So maybe you, you trade down and get two of those guys you just talked about. That's what I would like to see them do later on in the draft. You got to maybe get uh, another offensive lineman since that has been aging and deteriorating. No, no that, that is an issue, but the defense is no, number one, two and three priority. Uh, but but now, if you help at all three levels on the defense, it's I feel like that's where they got to spend all their money. They've spent all their money on offense. They got to go. That's it. That's it. You got to improve that defense somehow, whether that's the draft or getting guys that are willing to take a pay cut to come play in Jerry world. Exactly, man. That That's it. Come play in the, uh, you know, no, no state tax Dallas, right. Come, come play for us. And, uh, but, you know, we're talking about playing for a minute. I'm talking about that defense. A, a great example should be, uh, the Tampa Bay team from this past year that just won the Super Bowl, obviously a loaded offense, a loaded offense, you know, up, you know, top to bottom. But some people say most would agree that the defense was the biggest part of that Super Bowl run of the victory. So you can have the best offense. Yeah. You can have the best offense. But when it comes down to it, if your defense is that bad, you're not going to be able to compete while, while we're talking about your bucks, while we're talking about those, those bucks. The NFL's uh, franchise tag deadline was yesterday or today for us. But if you're listening on Wednesday, yesterday, Chris Godwin, you know, obviously tagged for your bucks. Uh, Levante yep. David extended. Let's talk about that franchise tag deadline. And with you, Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, what do you think about those two signings or those two transactions? Yeah, I'm excited. I think whenever we talked uh, on my first show, what was the biggest need for them? I said I thought it was Godwin. Yeah. They went out, they franchise tagged him. He's at least coming back for a year. He said that there's no way he's going to hold out or anything. He's going to mm. sign the tag. And then we went and signed Levante David. You want to talk about some cat magic? <laughs> signed him for $25 million, mm-hmm. but he only counts for uh, $3.2 million against the cap. And the Bucks have a lot of free agents to re-sign, so – that's a that's a big deal for us that his cap number is only that big. 
Yeah, for those of you saying, how is it only $3 million? similar to the Dak Prescott deal? Okay, I, I left that out earlier. You can do something called a void year. So basically, you pay him into the future. Uh, hey, we'll, 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 even if you're not playing for us after this, we'll continue to pay you, basically. Yeah, and that's what they're doing with Levante David. And then, uh, which I feel like is smart because the, the salary cap is down this year. Yeah. So you're going to see a lot of guys take these short-term deals because of the lost revenue from no fans. Yep. The next year, like hopefully, as long as everything goes the way it's going right now, I would expect to see mostly full stadiums next season. At least like half to three-fourths, you know, around that. Yeah, so it's going to – I think it's the salary cap is going to go back up. So a lot of these guys are going to take these short-term deals – hoping they can get paid paid next year or the year after. Okay. So you're thinking this could be a little bit of a trend coming in free agency, um, especially because the cap coming down. Yeah, you're not wrong. And again, that's why I was thinking maybe Jerry knows a little bit of something about 2024, about four years, you know, three years in the future. Maybe we're getting out of this and the cap is starting to come up, like you said. So exactly. Those those are the two uh, big ones that jump out to me. Also in Chicago, a lot of us were thinking Allen Robinson, he was out of there. At least I was thinking, I thought he was going to be, you know, a free man. Yeah, I read so many articles of the different teams Allen Robinson was going to play for this year. Exactly. I thought it was pretty much pretty much everyone but the Bears. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. They're basically last on the list. However, we see him getting franchised, Tad. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a smart move for the Bears. They're trying to make a run at a quarterback. I saw that they are uh, the one who's taking that Russell Wilson thing the most seriously. Well, yeah, I hope so. I hope they're taking that (laughs) seriously. So I think no matter what, they're going to bring in a new quarterback. It's not going to be Mitch Trubisky. It's not going to be Nick Foles this year. Yeah. So, Nick Foles is still in the roster. Yeah. Trubisky's I'm out, not, though. Trubisky's gone. He's out. He's off. Yeah. So, whoever that quarterback's going to be, probably going to be pretty happy that he's got a real number one receiver in Allen Robinson. That was the first thing I thought of. Maybe a move at quarterback coming, right? Yeah. So like, 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 if you know you're just having Nick Foles next year, you know, you know, he's you're probably not going to spend the money to bring Allen Robinson back on a one year deal unless you think there's a real chance you're getting a real quarterback or, or we see the bears simply being the bears and saying, Hey, we'll tag him. And then we'll maybe get a quarterback next year. If we don't get one this year, and then maybe he'll want to resign with this. I don't know. I think that's too bit, but again, the first thing that come to mind was, Hey, maybe a move coming at quarterback. I hope so for the bears sake. Uh, also Kenny Galladay, right. For, uh, for the lions getting, yeah. Uh, getting not franchise, not, yeah, not franchise. That exactly. I'm thinking for a guy like Jared Goff, he's got to be like, who am I throwing to then? Yeah, I'm sure he's not real happy to be there. But uh, I'm happy for getting Galladay. I think he wanted out of Detroit, so he kind of seems like he's getting what he wants. He's gonna get absolutely paid somewhere, and it. He just seems like a guy who's never gonna play for a good team. Yeah. So yeah, I got I got that vibe from him as well. Just yeah, like, just like get, you get paid somewhere. Yeah, maybe a but, team like I don't know the. Uh, I, I mean, know, Jacksonville could pay him a bunch. I was of money. about to say the Jacksonville or the Jets, depending on what they yeah. do at their spot. So yeah, all those teams at like the beginning of the draft that weren't good last year, they have a lot of money. Most of them, so they can go out and they can sign those guys. 
But yeah, there's a bunch of other guys that didn't get tagged today too. Yeah, Aaron so Jones. Yeah, I saw that Aaron Jones did not get tagged. I, I saw though they're hoping they're hoping to work a deal out though. Apparently, yeah, uh, I did see that. But I feel like Aaron Jones might be a top five running back right now. No, it's, I feel like he should definitely. I don't know, but that makes me think that they probably feel that like he's going to be coming back. Yeah, we saw uh, Trent Williams. I mean, not Trent Williams. Uh, Trent Brown get traded today. From the Raiders back. Oh, right. Right. For like, what, a seventh round? Fifth round pick. Oh, a fifth. No, no, right. You're right. The Patriots got a seventh rounder as well as him. You're right. They, uh, because he was on the Patriots. They traded him to the Raiders. Now they're trading him back to the Patriots. They, I feel like they they did that with like a, a quarterback, not trading as well, but like they they released him, signed him back. What's his name? Uh, Brian Hoyer. Yeah. So like, yeah, that, that's that like their him. thing, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And people have, Rumored that Jimmy G might be going there, so that would kind of be the same thing, but I, I think that's a little less realistic. Yeah, if I'm San Francisco, I just don't give him again, his injuries definitely you know worry me, but I don't just give him up because who are you? Are you getting to Sean Watson? And if you are, aren't the Texans wanting Jimmy Garoppolo in return? So I, I just don't see you know who's the upgrade, who are you getting instead of Garoppolo? I know it's for sure not something coming out of New England, so yeah. But uh, just a couple other guys I kind of want to do yeah. on that. Marcus Williams, the safety for the Saints, got franchise tagged. And I'm confused if they don't know how math works. They're, uh, oh, their cap? Yeah, they're like minus $50 million in the cap. And they just franchise tagged a guy for millions upon millions of dollars. Like, it makes no sense. I saw people just clowning them on Twitter. They were just like... He, they don't, that just hurts their cap even worse. Makes no sense. I have no idea what they're doing in New Orleans. Yeah, like, I don't understand. They're going to have to release guys that are good. It mm-hmm. just, I, I don't get it. They're paying a lot of guys. That is definitely something that doesn't quite yeah. make a lot of sense financially, yeah. at least. And I would expect Quan Alexander on the Saints to get released maybe before this show comes out. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like he makes like the third most money on the team, and he like barely plays. I was so. gonna say I didn't even. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Former Buck. Also, uh, I saw. I saw. Like I said, Malcolm Butler got released. Uh, some someone someone on the Falcons. I saw a corner or something got released. I thought I'm blanking on his name right now, but I'm seeing all these corners get released. I'm like Dallas, Dallas, jump on it, man! Jump on that right now. And then uh, John U. Smith in Tennessee and Hunter Henry in L.A., they didn't get franchise tagged. I kind of thought at least one of them would. Yeah, that was kind of surprising. So, so those two guys are going to be free agents. I feel like without being stereotypical here, I just feel like Hunter Henry is probably going to be on the Patriots. He just seems like a Patriots guy. I feel like I can't even, like, I don't really have an argue against that, I feel like. Or even but, like- uh and then the only other main things I had were uh, Marcus May for the Jets got tagged safety. He's like their only good defensive player. And then uh, Brandon Sheriff in Washington got tagged, but I don't know if he's going to sign his tag. Oh, that's a little. He like he went right. out of Washington, like is what all reports I've seen are. Oh, really? So, so there's a chance he could hold out. 
I'm not sure though. Ooh, a holdout. We love those, don't we? We love talking about those. No, I can't. I actually, I, I get holdouts though. I'm all power, power to the player. So if you don't want to be there, let it be known. Go elsewhere. So I'm, I'm all cool with that. Quite frankly, I don't have a big problem with that. Oh yeah, and you were talking about corners, Shaquille Griffin for the Seahawks. He's been out there. I thought, like he, yeah, he, he was he, released. Uh, didn't get franchise tag today, so he's. I thought be he it. was. I thought he was. Re- or was that uh? It might have been that was his brother. Oh, okay. That was my bad. My B, my B, my B. Yeah. But yeah, uh my B, my B. Uh, he, uh so he did not get tagged. Yeah, and he's good. He's yeah, very good. He is good, but I feel like he's gonna want money. He's not gonna want to go sign yeah. for a minimum somewhere. So yeah. I'm so. looking at some older vets to come <laughs> sign in Dallas for sure. Uh, any any anyone out there listening? Well, maybe we'll put a want ad out there. No, uh no state income tax, meddling owner. We finally got the, the uh, quarterback situation solved, and we have a good offense. So we, we sometimes we might be able to uh, outscore the opposing team. So. Darrell Revis is out there somewhere. I'm sure he'll come play for you at 40 years old. Worst case scenario, they got the 10th pick. Do something out there. Take the best player uh, available. But overall, Tanner, um, I'm happy to see I'm happy to see Dak and the Cowboys finally getting that deal done. Like the 24 months of negotiations. Yeah, and before this next episode comes out, the league year opens on Wednesday, next Wednesday. So we're going to see within this next week a bunch of guys agreeing to deals. Like You're going to see these things happening, but they're not going to become official until next Wednesday. You're going oh, okay. to see that starting maybe next Tuesday, Monday. You're going to see these deals that get finalized. They just can't report them to the league office until Wednesday at 4, I believe. Okay, so more coming in the next week, guys. Keep your I'm eyes. Sure we'll have more NFL news to talk about next week. It's already been packed. I say we take a quick break, Tanner, and then when we come back, let's take a look. We're officially we are officially halfway through the NBA regular season. Absolutely insane. Yeah, wrap my mind around that. I feel like it just started. <laughs> I know, honestly, like we're just about. Oh, I feel like the bubble just started, dude. I feel like I'm talking about them making a bubble. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're, they're thinking about making a bubble down in Orlando or something like that. Or, or no, a year ago, might have been like today or yesterday, I saw Rudy Gobert uh, mm-hmm. touched all the mics. Touched all the mics. And everything the went down. Exactly, exactly. So a year ago today, I think we've come a long way, though, to be fair. It's been a long year for all of us, I think. But I think for we've, sure. We've, we've been a long way or we've, we've come a long way. Good things are coming, guys. Good things are coming. We're going to take a quick break. Good things are coming after the break. So make sure you stick around. Oh, yeah. Talk oh, yeah. It. That's right. That's right. NBA midseason awards halfway through. Don't go. Not going to want to miss it. Exactly. We will be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. Like we said before the break, let's talk all things NBA, all things basketball. We are now officially past the All-Star break. Tanner, uh, I talked about it on the live show. We, we really didn't have a chance to talk about All-Star Weekend. What were your thoughts on that? You, you have a chance to watch any of the events? Yeah, I got to watch the All-Star game. I didn't get to watch the three-point competition before. That was amazing. That yeah, was fun. My, my job had me locked up, so... Locked but, up, call Akon. Yeah, locked up. But yeah. but but, <laughs> but I saw the dunk contest. I saw the All Star game. Sadly. I saw the rappers play the night before. Uh, I don't know if that was officially part of it, but that was, I think it yeah, was. Jack Harlow was putting the clamps on. You know, 
Dude, I, uh, the only person who knew how to play was obviously, you know, Quavo with like 17 points and like 14 rebounds, I think he had. Yeah. That, that was his stat line. Absolutely <laughs> absurd, dude. Absolutely absurd. But yeah, he had a good time watching watching the events. The ones Yeah, I mean, obviously as a Bucks fan, it was pretty cool to see Oh, yeah. Giannis winning that Kobe Bryant MVP award. Yeah, yeah man. That and was cool. Didn't miss a shot. Hit three threes. Yeah, three threes. Yeah. And uh, banked in that last one. That was impressive. And and, yeah. and, and, and and I talked about it on the live show a little bit. Let me ask you. Have you ever seen Giannis have that much fun? No. but I have never seen Giannis you- have that much fun playing with other great players. You know what I thought? You know what I thought? Hey, guess what, Giannis? It could be this fun. It could be that easy every single night for you. Every no, you single night. Na- okay, he doesn't want to have fun on the court. Go go lose and have fun with Christmas. They're not losers, though. They are so losers, dude. They are no. losers. No, you know dude, I like think the they're pretenders. They are losers. The Heat made it to the NBA Finals. The Bucks are losers in my eyes. No. In, in comparison to the Heat, the Bucks are losers. The Heat made it to the finals last I year. I said the Kings. Oh, they said the Heat. No, the Kings are losers. Oh, okay. The Kings like, are losers. Like the Timberwolves. Those, Timberwolves are losers. Those, those franchises are losers. Okay, fine. Okay, fine, 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 fine. They're not, not necessarily a losing franchise. They lose in the playoffs. How's that? At least they're there. At least they're there. Not hey, every hey, team can hey, win the championship. But, but, hey, hey, but dude, wasn't that, didn't you think he was just having so much fun out there, though? Yeah, but I mean, it's not a serious game. That's how he's gonna be. I know, dude, I know. I, I know. I've never he's seen. Not like that. He's a he's a very serious guy. When you no, play I know, I know. But hey, hey. Also, you see how the open looks you had, Giannis. You see how those easy, easy uh, shots, easy dunks you had. I know you get those half the time. No one's playing defense. And I, I know, I know it's the All Star game. No one plays defense. But it it could be so much easier for him, man. So much easier if he just waited one more year and looked at the free agent market this year. That's all I wanted him to do. And he couldn't even do that for me. Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm getting mad. And maybe he's All-Star. trying to get somebody to come to Milwaukee with him. Yeah, who's going to Milwaukee? If LeBron James couldn't get someone to go to Cleveland, LeBron James he did get people to go to Cleveland. Yeah, he, he had. They Kevin traded. They tra- they traded for him. They traded for him, and and they 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 drafted Kyrie. He had to go play for them. He had no choice. No, Paul George said, "Yeah, I'll stay in Indiana." Um. I don't uh, exactly. I'll go to Oklahoma City. Okay. okay. Cleveland is a lot worse than Milwaukee, though. If is we're it that us. bad in comparison to Milwaukee? I, 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 I don't, I don't think river catches on fire every year. Okay, sure. And, and you have to walk through a foot of snow to get to the, uh, to get, to get to the arena every, every yeah, day. But you also look like 40 minutes from Chicago. Hey, there, there are pros and cons to both sides here, Tanner. Either way, I thought I thought I thought your man Giannis had a lot of fun, and I simply thought it could be that easy for him more often if he had some help on his team. That's all I was. That's all I was saying. But let's get to what we're really old-fashioned guy. He's trying to win the old way. I I res- I do have some respect for that. Okay, I do I do have respect for the loyalty. Him, Dame Lillard. Uh, I, I I could I could throw Steph, but he's got he's had, he's had a fantastic team. Most loyal guys in all of basketball right there. So NBA all-star break just passed. Obviously we both had a good time. Uh, Steph, my man, Steph won his second uh, three point contest award on, on his final shot. Did you I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw Steph's run. 
But uh, so that was fun to watch. And Mike Conley, Mike Conley putting in that work there. He he, he what was one away from beating Steph quite actually. Yep. So he, he made it, made him run for his money. Let's talk about though, since we are halfway through the season, the NBA's regular season awards. Again, since, since we're halfway through, let's take a look and, and give away our mid-season awards. Okay, Tanner, let's start out with the Coach of the Year. This is kind of an easy one for us, I think, but I'll yeah. it to you real quick. Coach of the Year, Tanner, who you think gets it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Quinn Snyder for the Jazz. Obviously, they have the best record in basketball. Yep. Some people, some very skilled analysts didn't even have them <laughs> making the playoffs. So, so they are a surprise team, right? They're yeah, they're – they're overachieving with the amount of talent they have. So I feel like he's the obvious choice. I mean, obviously there's others you can mention. Yeah, exactly. But, but number one in the Western conference has got to yeah, be, you know, yeah, best record in basketball and they play in the West. So it's, it's gotta be them. It's gotta be Quinn Snyder. It's not like they're playing, you know, uh, well, Philly, you're not Philly, uh, the Pistons, I'm sorry. You know, Philly's schedule is what I was going to say in the East. So they're yeah. a much easier schedule in, in comparison to out West. Uh, that that's the biggest factor. Also, I, looking at the uh, how, how they're ranking right now, they're top three as far as uh, points per game and opponents' points per game. So both offensively and defensively, they're a top three team in basketball. That does come down to you know in, in comparison to, to where they were last year, they didn't go sign Kawhi Leonard. You know they they didn't yeah. add some some phenomenal defensive piece. They still have the, one of the best defenders in Rudy Gobert, but it's not like something changed. And I think. Yeah, it's not like they added some huge piece. Exactly. So they're a super team. They just they seem well coached. So therefore, he should be the coach of the year. That that's well said. We're not going to beat you know a dead horse here. He should definitely be the coach of the year. As far as runners up, I think a couple of guys we could talk about. First to come to my mind is Tom Thibodeau out in New York. Was it the fourth seed? Now at the fifth seed. Either way, guys, the Knicks have a winning record in March. Okay. Yeah. When was the last time that happened? Exactly. When was the last time anyone talked about the Knicks positively? I think the, when year. Carmelo Anthony, you know, the last year he was probably an all-star, which I don't even remember, half a decade the, ago. So the Lin Sanity years. Lin Sanity was Lin Sanity months, I mean. Days. Months. <laughs> Could, Month. Was yeah, I was like weeks probably would be the, yeah. the better uh, <laughs> thing, but Either way, no one's talking about, or no one was talking about the Knicks. The reason we are now, big reason because of him. Number one defense as far as, you know, points allowed as well in, in all of basketball. So the best defense in, in, in the league, fifth in the, fifth in the Eastern Conference. He should definitely have his hat thrown in the ring, I think. Yeah. And I think you could say the same thing about Doc Rivers taking the Sixers over. They underachieved last year. I think they're overachieving this year. They have the, to not to get ahead of ourselves, who most people consider to be the front runner for MVP that wasn't playing like that last year without him. So it's, I think Doc Rivers makes a good case as well. And well, I think, like, like you said, under underperforming last year, I think they were like the fifth seed last year yeah. with, Brett, with Brett Brown, which Brett Brown, a good coach. But as you can see, bringing in a, a, a true veteran guy, a guy who's been there, won a championship in Doc Rivers. You, you see the difference and, and you could say it's because, uh, you know, bringing in Seth Curry, bringing in all these other pieces. Sure. That definitely is helping, but it's also what doc is implementing in that locker room. So I think you're, I think you're correct. Doc and Tom definitely have their hat in the ring or, you know, should be in, in, in the contest, but Quinn Schneider, right. I think we both agree. Quinn Schneider should be coach of the year. Yeah. So moving on, what about uh 
most improved player. Okay. Who do you got? This is tough. Okay, this is a really tough one for me because at the beginning of the year, you know, even all year long, I've been really high in the guy in Christian Wood, but he's only played like 17 games, I think. Yeah, he's not been, enough, I feel like, to win this award. Yeah, he's missed half the season, and I can't give it to a guy who, who hasn't been playing, you know, again, for, for half the game mm-hmm. so far. So you got you to gotta be on the court, for you know, to, uh, to be in the running for this. He hasn't been, so immediately you got to take his name out. He was the first guy to come to mind when talking about this award, but as far as just straight improvement – Okay, I know this award has its own politics of its own, as every award does. Uh, but straight improvement off of last year, I gotta give it to Jeremy Grant in Detroit. Okay, I, I I feel like he's the only choice here in my eyes. Twelve points last year. Okay, twelve points. Uh, this year up to 23 so 12 to 23 one assist per game up to three assists th- uh, three rebounds to five he is he is getting you know 36 minutes in comparison to 26 minutes last year so 10 more minutes but again that's a, that's a testament to who he is he's taken advantage of that and he's improved at every level of his game up until this point i think jeremy grant is the most improved player i have to respectfully disagree because I think you talked about Tom Thibodeau earlier. I think his surprise star player has to be most improved. I think it's got to be Julius Randle. Okay. Is it? He, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, my number one reason is the Knicks have a winning record. He, right. he is playing well. He's he's their star. I mean, he plays over 40, like he plays like 40 minutes a game for them. He's one of the <laughs> top guys in minutes in the NBA. If he's not number one, he plays 36.7 minutes per game. He has 23.2 points and 11.1 rebounds. Yeah. So he's, he's clearly beating him out rebound wise for sure. Yeah. And like, I know it's not the best player. It's the most improved player. And his stats are only up four points per game and two assists and two rebounds, which those are good numbers to mm-hmm. improve on for a year. But the big thing for me is that the Knicks are halfway relevant, at least. So that, that, that's why I brought up the politics thing earlier, right? So that, that really depends on, on how you're weighing. Yeah, it's hard factors. to say Jeremy Grant's the most approved player when he's the only player on the Pistons. Yeah, exactly. So that's a, that's what you have to look at. What is Julius Randle doing on the court? Is he translating to winning games? You know, what is he doing? Is, is he translating to winning? That is a factor. Definitely a factor we've brought into this discussion or, you know, in, in the MVP, right? You got to be a top three seed apparently to win unless the- you're Russell Westbrook unless you're Russell Westbrook okay of course so we're, we're throwing new you know new categories new uh, logistics into it every single year uh so so you're right to look at to look at Julius Randle and say yes he's his team's doing better he's having you know more he's at more rebounds more assists per game sure you can say that only reason I'm going with Jeremy Grant is again because of the title of the award most improved and I think he has improved the most in comparison to last year but but right there with you I was debating when looking at looking at the guys right now in comparison you know in the running as of right now at least who would get and I think uh there's a chance Zach Levine hey, makes hey, it this hear me out hear me out don't get mad at me don't be mad at me for throwing this out there all you fans out there you know don't say it's disrespectful or anything I understand if you do but what about Nikola Jokic 
Yeah. He went from 19 points to 27 points. Yeah. His assists and rebounds are all up. Why can't yeah. he be the most improved player, not the MVP? I think we all agree he's not going to win the MVP. As far as centers go, Embiid is going to beat him out at the center spot. And if it's not Embiid, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it here in a moment, obviously. But why not have Jokic at the at the most improved player? Am, am I crazy for thinking that? No, I don't think that's crazy. But if Giannis didn't win it the year he won his MVP, Jokic isn't going to win it. No, I, and that was kind of like what Luca was saying last year. Luca was like, "Hey, I should be in the MVP conversation, not the most improved player conversation." That was kind of what Luca was saying yeah. last year. Like, give give it to Devonte Graham or whoever a guy yeah. who really improved, not me, a guy who should be an MVP. Um, so I think I think Jokic, Devonte Graham is that guy alive? I haven't heard anything. I about have him. not heard. Hey, ever since Lamella Ball, Ball and he just that's it, dog. Lamella Ball comes to town, and you're even scary Terry. Then, yeah, I'm hearing a lot about him. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going with Jeremy Grant up until up until now. Uh, Jokic could be my disrespectful pick, uh, <laughs> but, but but I definitely think he could be in the running as well. If he, if he, if you want to win some hardware, Yoke, you're probably not going to win the MVP. Take 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 this award. Take the Attaboy here and take the most improved player. Okay, that's what I think at least. I, I like your Julius Randle take. I think that makes a lot of sense. Let's let's go to a different one. Six Man of the Year. Another one that is pretty locked up up until this point. I I was having trouble actually coming up with a runner up. Okay, don't don't be mad at me for that. But up until this point, I think it's clear in my eyes. You know, I think a couple of, of awards are going to Utah. Uh, sixth man of the year, I think it has to be Jordan Clarkson. 18 points per game, four rebounds, has had a clear impact off the bench. I think I think I think he's and looking looking at uh, on team success, number one team in the Western Conference right now. He has no doubt been a big factor in that. Yeah, I think Jordan Clarkson is the answer. If the season ends today, he's going to win the award. But I mean, there's other guys that have played well coming off the bench. It's not like he's the only one. Who do you think? would be right there behind him. I mean, maybe Montrez. Oh, what is his name? Chris Bruce, Boucher. Oh, 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 Boucher. You can say or Boucher. Yeah. From, exactly. yeah, from uh, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Okay. That's a fair choice. That's a fair yeah, choice. He's, he's played well. I think he's got to be the, the second guy. If he, if Clarkson gets the award, I feel like Boucher or Boucher. I'm sorry. I don't I think know. It's Boucher just looking off it, but it could be, I, I doubt it's a big Boucher or something. So I think it's Boucher. I think that's okay. It. But yeah, I, that guy. At least off of Bobby Boucher, right? The water boy. That's how yeah. I say that's how I say his name. So that's I'm not quite sure. But uh yeah, I think that guy, he could uh possibly make a run at it if the Raptors kind of have a late season push for the record and yeah. we see the jazz fall off a little bit. Fair point. And, you know, a, a guy in Clarkson really hasn't played this well. You know, he, he's put up some numbers before, but he's been playing really well. Do we see him hit a little bit of a wall? Do we see those numbers start slacking? So you're right. It's not a for sure deal, but up until this point, uh, what, what he's done so far, I think we both agree, Jordan Clarkson for that sixth man of the year. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, just moving right along here to the next award, we got a rookie of the year. I kind of feel like this one is also one of those ones where it's probably locked up at yeah. this point, or at least if it ends today for sure. And it's, I mean, it's LaMelo Ball for everyone that listens. It's LaMelo Ball. He's going to win it. He's the first rookie 
since like 74 or something like that to lead all rookies in points, assists, rebounds, steals, and who was the last one? Like that. It was uh, like Magic Johnson or something. That's the only guy I can think. No, of. No, it was. That. There's been five guys to do it. It was like Oscar Robertson, Walt Chamberlain. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it was some guy I've never heard of. <laughs> oh man, I wish I remember. So he's the first since then, though. Yeah. Holy it's cow! Great. Yeah. And so. I saw I saw his stats. He is averaging 16 points, six assists, six rebounds, and over a steal per game. So yeah, he's. He's leading, like you say, leading all rookies in all those yeah. categories in each yeah, stat. So, oh my gosh, that's phenomenal, man. That is phenomenal. Yeah. I, I I saw it before the season. I, I thought he was going to be the rookie of the year. I, I didn't think he was going to translate, though, this quick. Yeah, I, I thought there was a chance he went rookie of the year just because he went to a situation where Lamello he's... LaMelo Ball is his more, name, too. Like, he's yeah, LaMelo Ball. And, and he's going to get more valuable minutes on the Hornets than some of those other guys would get. Like, like Wiseman. Wiseman or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or even Anthony Edwards. I felt like he was going to play more than him. Yeah. So I, I'm not surprised, but I feel like unless something crazy happens, and even if he gets hurt or something, he's probably still going to win the award. Yeah, he's been that good. Like he really has just been the clear best rookie out of out of everyone comparing him. Maybe you look at uh, uh, what uh, Halliburton in in yeah. Sacramento. He's but, played well. Played well Anthony Edwards has played okay. He's played okay. He's had he's had some nice dunks, but but no one has had the performances. That Lamelo ball, we've seen multiple triple doubles. Yeah, uh, you know, fourteen assist games. Like we're seeing great things from this guy, right? He's he's getting in comparison to guys like Magic Johnson stat wise. Yeah. So so when you're doing that as a rookie, he, he, let me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you, this. you think it's kind of funny, or maybe not funny, more just you know, just I don't know what the word is for it, but he is doing everything. We thought Lonzo was going to be doing. He is everything we thought Lonzo was going to be. Lamelo is. Yeah, Lonzo's a lot better defender. No, than... that that's the only place because I thought I thought like, Lonzo would be a Lonzo is an elite too. defender. He's just can't score the basketball. Really, he's good at everything else. The last month, he's averaging sixteen points, so trending yeah. upwards. Yeah, trending upwards. He's, he's still a young guy too. I, I think and it's hilarious because he played for the Lakers right away that he was 19 when he started playing for him. So people forget that he's still in his very early twenties. Do you remember the press conference of magic Johnson basically saying, Hey, your, your uh, jersey's going to be in the Raptors in the Raptors one day and, and uh, try to save some records for me. He literally <laughs> said that. In, yeah. in, in a rookie press conference, talk about pressure up, up until that guy. So, those that's also I, something different, you know. Pressure. I mean, the ball family is used to pressure. I no, feel like no, for They've sure. Been but in the spotlight for years. I would say a target though was definitely painted on the on the back of Alonzo's head just right mm-hmm. away. And, and I think a lot of I think a lot of that is because his dad is the most hateable person. And for a while, he was kind of letting that happen. He, he was like, yeah. all right, it's just my dad. It's just my dad. It's just, and it's yeah. like, no, man, you're kind of your own man now. You can kind of make a decision yeah. for yourself. And now we see him doing that, prospering somewhere else. But, but I'm not, I'm right there with you, man. What, what he's doing up until this point, LaMelo. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, like you said, I up, think out of all the awards, definitely the most lopsided. This, 
Yeah, honestly, you're right. This is this honestly is because we're thinking about Quinn Schneider and the award. He, he they could they could fall off, and and the Knicks for Philly could could stay on track yeah. and they could win the award. So I, I think that's a that's a great point. He is for sure the most realistic to to win the award as far as who we're talking about. Uh, yeah, sixteen six and six leading all all rookies in each in each statistical category and and did you see the story uh about coming out about uh what's his name jalen rose comes out and says the warriors were gonna they were they were they told the mellow they were going to draft him at number two yeah they were going to draft him and did you see the video yeah i think i showed it yeah he's picture of him holding up the number two he's holding up i'm going to i'm going to and then apparently they just blindside and just take Wiseman with the number two pick instead of him. What do you think about that, dude? I don't, I was like a little surprised. I don't like hearing that come, coming from that organization. Yeah, I think it's weird because the Warriors have guards. That's not what they need. They have Steph Curry and they have Clay Thompson. I mean, I know he was already hurt at that point. Yeah, it was he was. Draft. So it would have made sense, but it wouldn't have made sense long term i feel like so i i get why they drafted james wiseman it was a i don't know if they thought he was better than Lamelo ball i just think he it's a fit thing fit the fit the team better they need a center they don't need they, they didn't need exactly another ball yeah. handler exactly but now now we're looking at they do actually need another ball yeah, handler as a right sure. guy. definitely do. Yeah, i'm certain now they're looking at that draft and be like hey maybe we should have taken that guy yeah man i don't think they knew he was gonna <laughs> translate and be as effective as In he this is right away exactly like efficient you know he's not putting up just like terrible numbers or putting up big numbers and being inefficient he's he's been efficient he's been a team player he seems like a seems like a good kid no i'm honestly the more i watch him the more post-game he's interviews yeah the, the more i watch him on the court the more i love this guy i'm not lying. like i don't dislike him i'm starting to love this kid honestly i think what he does on the court like i said i think he's got a personality off the court mm-hmm. as well that's fun to watch i i, I am sold on the mellow ball if if that was ever in question out there uh, but definitely makes you think as far as Wiseman goes, you're, we're seeing LaMelo thrive, right? We're seeing him just thrive. And then you're looking at Wiseman, who was supposed to be a scoring-minded center coming in averaging under 12 points per game. He's missed already like seven to ten games, I think, already too. So up until this point for the Warriors and Wiseman, that's been a little bit of a disappointment, I would say. Yeah, I, I would say that's a disappointment so far. But like I said, the guy played – Five college games or whatever it was. I think it was three college games. Yeah. It wasn't even. Oh, I knew it was single digit. So he hasn't played. He didn't really play college competition. He went from high school to the NBA, essentially. Like, you got to give the guy some time to. No, he's going to take. score on NBA bigs. He's going to take not just a season. That This is going to take seasons to develop. That's the only question with Golden State. Do you guys have seasons to develop this guy in comparison to another team that you know it depends if another team is interested obviously but that that was my biggest question on on you know them selecting Wiseman in the first place and right now that's the biggest question Sarah yeah. surrounding them right now I would yeah, say I thought they should have traded the draft pick no doubt they should have the traded yeah no I don't know because most people saw this draft as a weaker draft I just feel like there probably wasn't a ton of interest to come up 
No, yeah, and they came out and said, uh, they came out and said we're not trading Wiseman or our Minnesota pick for anyone besides a. They, they, they I don't know if they should get like tampering. I think fine. They were saying we're not trading unless it's a Joel Embiid, Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo type level player. I'm like, oh, you're just throwing those names out there, aren't you? You guys don't want those guys. Uh, but uh, but also that makes a lot of sense. No one like that was available more than likely, so they end up just drafting him. So makes sense. Keep your eye on that situation. Uh, another one we want to talk about, though, Tanner, defensive player of the year. Okay, a couple of guys I think deserving of this. Who do you? Yeah, there's a there. There was I probably kind of went through a lot of guys for this list. Yeah, this is a little bit of a toughie right here for sure. Yeah, I say Ben Simmons. That's who my pick is. Elaborate, I think, elaborate for me. Uh, he's the best perimeter defender in the game, and he can play in the post on defense too. He can play. He can guard all five, positions. one through five, and and, and, and he, he does it well. Okay, okay, that's facts. I think last year he was in the running for it too, and I think he could very well win it as well. Only thing for him is I'm not seeing like for Rudy Gobert, right? We know he is the anchor of of utah's defense they're a top three rated defense right now and he's averaging at one point almost three blocks per game that dude is swatting everything uh in, in his reach and again he he's on a better rated defense rudy is as well i think his i think he's the uh i i have the stat he is the second okay overall he's second in the nba in overall defensive rating i'm not sure unless ben simmons is number one <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I wasn't sure he was number one. I, I, I didn't have that exact set. I thought, I, I know for a while LeBron was up there. Uh, I, I know, I know Rudy Gobert. I know Ben Simmons. It can be thrown around as well. Lots of guys who've been thrown out there as far as, but as of now, Rudy Gobert is number two in, in, in overall defensive rating. So that is in his factor. Also 13 rebounds per game. A lot of those coming on the, on the defensive side as well. So 13 rebounds, almost three blocks to, like I said, I think, I think like 2.7 now he's at. Uh, so all those, all those numbers, he's, he's anchoring one of the best defenses in Utah. I'm going Rudy Gobert. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's, that was my number two pick. Okay. I was kind of torn between those two guys. One guy primarily plays on the perimeter yeah. in defense, so it's hard for him to have the block stats that Rudy Gobert is going to have. always in the paint, exactly. Yeah, so that's the reason I lean Ben Simmons is he can guard one through five. I don't know he how many do. other guys in the NBA can do that effectively. Yeah, he's more versatile. So, yeah, that's why I went hey, with That's a good ben pick. Simmons. That's a good but, pick. I mean, there's I, other I guys really. too, like – Miles Miles Turner's leading the league in blocks per game. He he's playing well. Throw him out there for sure. Throw Miles Turner out there. Um, uh, there was another guy out for a while. LeBron had this award for yeah the, for the first quarter of the season. A lot of us were thinking LeBron James was was the uh, MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year. Now at the halfway point, uh, obviously kind of wavering on on kind of both of those appear on both of those statuses. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 leaning Rudy. But I think your argument of him he can guard one through five. He does spend a lot of time on the perimeter. And then, yeah, he can guard the center spot when, when need be as well. So, and voter fatigue could very well. I think Rudy, Rudy's already won it twice, I think. Yeah. 
That's so, like the other reason I kind of went Ben Simmons, just because we've seen Rudy Gobert already win this award, I think twice. But I'm one guy yeah. who I, I hate voter fatigue. That's one thing. If I, yeah. if one guy, if he's deserving of the award, similar with LeBron, yeah, James, he should get MVP, it. He should he should simply get it, no, no matter of how many he has won prior. So I, I agree. But that is one thing going against Rudy for sure. Yeah, the the already- one thing I kind of side with the people that have the voter fatigue is if it's a essentially a draw, I like to go with the new guy. You're not wrong. If it's not exactly who, who hasn't necessarily done this before, the, if they're at the same level, that's a great point. We've, we've, we've given it to him. He's, he's just as deserving. He hasn't won it yet. Let, let's, let's, let's toss it to him. So I'm, I'm all there with you. I'm going Rudy. Ben, uh, uh, Tanner's going Ben Simmons final, unless I'm wrong, final award of the nights. Yep. Okay. Final award of, of, of the of the show. MVP. Pretty unimportant award. Yeah, you know, we just talk about it at the beginning, middle, quarter, you know, of the season. Now we're gonna talk about it another couple of times All throughout the playoffs. Exactly. We're gonna continue talking, but 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 yes, the most valuable player award, Tanner. As of now, I think it's pretty clear who's the favorite now, but Tanner, who who are you going with midseason? <sighs> All right. So I weighed a lot of guys. I this is tough, man. Did you have a tough time doing this? Like, yeah, this yeah, I did. I I definitely don't think it's anywhere close to locked up. I think it's still no. It's the I second think, half of the season matters so much, like for this award. So especially like uh, uh, narrow matchups when they play each other head yeah. to head. Uh, how they're they're end they're finishing seed. You're hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. This is really important time. So. I want to go Jokic, but I'm not going to. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I like, I kind of think Nikola Jokic is the best center in the league, but I don't think he's the MVP. I think the MVP right now is Joel Embiid. So how can you think he's the MVP, but not the best center? So I think oh, he's better than Joel Embiid. Because he can pass? Player. Yeah, he does more. Okay. But, so, so go elaborate. But, so, but I mean, Joel, Joel Embiid is incredible. He gets it done on both sides of the floor. He is an offense. I saw he averages more points per 36 minutes than like any player in NBA history. Joel, Joel Embiid? Yeah. Dang, man. I know, I know he's like the first center to average over 30 points since Moses Malone. Yeah. I I heard that on ESPN this week. I was like, what? That's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, because if you think about it, whenever he was – Younger, he played like 15 minutes per game, but he would just come in out and he would just like they would just let him score as much ball. as possible. And they would just, just come out. in and ball. It was the year they won like the most games, like they won like 25 to 30 games. Yeah. And it was like a and huge everybody was success. like, and they, they thought he might be rookie of the year, even though he only played in like 20 games. Yeah, he barely played the Malcolm Brogdon balled out all year long. And they're like, oh, he shouldn't have. Won. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, Virginia guy, shout out. You were definitely deserving of winning that. Bucks award. guy. Let's oh, uh, there you go. Hey, we I mean, both common can agree. Ground. Common ground. Yeah, he, that's a solid man right there. That's a yeah. solid man right there. Also, but, uh, off the court, it's a great guy right there. Yeah, so Joel Embiid, I think, has got to be the answer. He's playing defense. He might be He might be defensive player of the year. I mean, I thought it was, played, you, you could played. throw him out there, but I, I would yeah. definitely rank Rudy over him, obviously. But, yeah. Hey, he's, he's incredible on defense. If you want to do that, go ahead and do it. He's though, incredible you know? on defense, which should matter in MVP, even though it really doesn't. And, and I do think that factors in, though, to Ben Simmons not winning the award. He also has that guy 
not that you know but when you look at overall team stats at least like you, you can't really use that because they have some really good defensive pieces over yeah yeah but uh so i think it's joel he can shoot he can ball handle he's taking step back threes at seven yeah. foot tall and just sinking them he's he's been unstoppable i think it's got to be him right now yeah, as of now, I'm right there with you. I, I would give it to Joel Embiid as of right now. Uh, 30 points, like you said, the first since Moses Malone to do that. Uh, over 11 rebounds. So all these are career highs, I should say. 30 points yeah. for him. 30 points, 11 rebounds, uh, 52% from the floor, and 41% from the three-point line. Okay, he's knocking it down. He, he's shooting very efficiently. He's from a sniper. The to be fair, he's shooting like one and a half per game, maybe two. Uh, but in comparison to where he was the, the, in the last couple of years living on the perimeter, you know, that, that that's due to his credit. He is finding his spots and he is he's maturing as a player. He's going to where he succeeds. Yeah. Whenever he was younger, I feel like people were always like, watch out for when this guy gets in shape and can mm-hmm. play more minutes. <laughs> I think we're there and he's pretty damn good. Yeah, exactly. I think that time is now, you know, like, like wait, wait till, wait till that time is now for sure. Uh, another team stat as far as MVP goes, they're 23 and seven when he plays one and five when he does not. Okay. So clearly they six games when he doesn't play, they've won one of those six when he does 23 or 23 of uh, 23 of 30 when he does. So that, that alarming, they, they obviously need him uh, to win, to win games, a decent sample size there runner up though. Okay. I, th- I think we're both pretty, uh, pretty in in agreement of he deserves to be the MVP as of right now. We thought LeBron, I think we both thought LeBron James a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but but with with Anthony Davis' injury, their stretch he, of losing. Yeah, they've lost those games. That kind of moves him out of first place for me. I think he could still get back in it. I think he's top five still. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I just think that was disappointing. Like, like I, I yeah. thought that was that was his time to just go clearly, mm-hmm. go be be the front runner for the MVP. Anthony Davis goes out, and you go win four games in a row. You know, like you yeah. do that, and and you're the MVP. However, they go on a two, three game losing streak. Uh, he he does have some pretty good individual performances at times, but they lose games. We're looking at that. Joel Embiid on the opposite end continues his dominant stretch so Joel Embiid is the MVP are you so you're going Jokic runner-up then I can assume I think so yeah <laughs> uh man I just I love watching me some Jokic that dude is he's fun to watch he is fun to watch he's versatile you know everything is being run through him every yeah I've never happens. seen an offense have a point center before which is essentially what he is yeah this is uncharted territory and it is he's the most I don't think he's the best center because of what Joel does on both ends of the floor, but he's no doubt is like the most skillful. Maybe you could say he has the most skill because he can, because of what he can do, uh, you know, running the offense, passing the ball, his vision. So skill wise, sure. But as far as total dominance, like I said, definitely in beat. So you're going Jokic though, uh, for, for runner up. I'm going Steph. Okay. A guy, yeah, a guy, a guy who has just been, disrespected after disrespect i think he's been slapped in the face this entire season it's just as far as the media goes nowhere near i feel like getting getting the respect 
this is this was the worst team in basketball last year, barring a couple of small moves. And they're a game out of the eighth spot out west. You know, and, and as far as you know, ranking goes, the difference between ninth spot, the ninth spot, and the what sixth spot is like two games, a game or two. So you know, barring you know a couple of things going their way before the all-star break, they're sitting at the sixth seed right now instead of the ninth seed. And he's having practically the same season as to where he won his two MVPs, his unanimous MVP. Everything is besides the wins. Okay. Because they were winning. He he was also because of how he was shooting on the floor. Uh, He was averaging over 30 points, knocking down absurd shots. They were, they were also winning. Of course, that was when they were at full strength. Iguodala, Sean Livingston, Clay Thompson, all all these fantastic players. And, and when you're looking at when you're looking at the roster now, again, they were the worst team in the league last year. Now, top nine, top, I think they're a top eight team out west. And, and that's because of Steph Curry, what he is doing on the court, the the attention he brings. The, the only reason they're not higher up is because he's averaging 30, and then maybe Wiggins at 17, and then you got Ubre at like 14, 15, then down to Wiseman, like at 11. He, he doesn't have another consistent 20 point a night guy on his team. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't have another ball handler on his team either. Also, if you watch the first half of the season, but what's it, their excuse for being having a worse record than the Spurs? That is that is depth. You you look at depth on the Spurs. Also, though, you look you, you look at you know they're they're simply playing they're playing a little bit better as a team right now. But again, I'm not looking at I'm looking at individual more than yeah. the MVP MB, most valuable player to his team. Looking at a guy who who is scraping by to get th- this team to the the worst team in the league last year again to the eighth spot, I think that is something that is not getting talked about enough. And he's he's had a sixty point performance, a fifty something point performance. Are are, are we watching? Yeah, he's incredible. He's incredible. Watching this guy play, and that's I think ultimately it comes down to guys who are bad mouthing him. I, I don't think they're simply watching. I'm like, you're not watching him play because if you were, yeah, you would know. probably not staying up late and watching those Warriors games. That's it. They're not staying up until 1 a.m. Like, like us true diehards uh, watching. And if you're watching all, all every single defense he's been, he's been facing Steph Curry is, or is the top three priorities, you know, for that defense. They have two guys constantly monitoring him and he's still putting up these numbers. That's just something I feel like is getting laughed at right now or is getting disrespected for sure. But yeah. I, I get the ninth seed. Uh, M- MVP can't be a ninth. He's got to win more, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vote farther than that he's not MV. He's not the MVP because of the wins. If they were in the fourth spot right now, I think he's the MVP. Yeah, I think he would be the MVP if they it, were in the fourth spot. Exactly. And, and watch out for the second half of the season because, like I said, it's been pretty – I talked about it on the live show a little bit. It's been pretty disappointing for them up until this point. Uh, Wiggins has been there defensively but really inconsistent recently – on the offensive end, Kelly Oubre Jr. has been a roller coaster all year. And then obviously James Wiseman has been a little bit of a disappointment. So you got to factor all that, you know, to their success. The reason they're doing this well is because of Steph. And to use the record against him, I think, is is a little unfair at this point. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. But also I'm looking at teams like Portland that has one guy and they have CJ and they have Nurkic out. And they're still good. So no, you're right. Uh, you know they've been. I'm not saying not saying the Blazers sporting cast is better. No, than, you're right, and that that's or, the I mean, biggest... worse than the like than the Warriors. But the, I, you have I get, to. Yeah, to at least I get what you're saying. Playoffs. 
I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And that's one of the things going in Dame's favor. He's keeping his team afloat without his second best player, his third best player. So that's in his favor. You, you, you hope to see them getting, you know, so I, I predicted 40 wins for the Warriors by the end of this. 40 is where I put them at. They're at 19 halfway through. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that 40 win prediction as of right now. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrible prediction. I think. I mean, I had him as the number two seed in the West. Yeah, no, yeah. Didn't you have them as a number two seed? Yeah, I forgot about that. You were high on them, weren't you? Coming? Yeah, I thought. I thought they were gonna be. Thought I thought. Be I thought they were gonna be. I thought Wiggins was gonna do more offensively. I thought Ubre was gonna do more offensively. Wiseman was gonna. Do, I thought everyone was gonna be doing more. The only person not disappointing is gonna be Steph, honestly, up until this point for that for that team, but. For I'm with you though. As far as MVP goes, it's pretty much a one a one man you know thing right now for for Embiid. But there's there's so many guys you could say like Jokic, LeBron, yeah. Steph. Throw Dame in Dame. there if you want to. Uh, Luke Luca now has the Mavericks in the playoffs. Throw Luca yep. in there for that high on him. So a bunch of guys. The second half of the season I think is really gonna tell the tale. You know as far as who gets this award. Yeah, it could even be somebody that we're not mentioning. Oh, you know? like your guy Giannis Antetokounmpo. Is that is that I what mean, you're hinting, huh? Is that what I mean, mean? <laughs> Maybe. I don't I mean, think he's getting three straight. I, I don't think he's getting three. surprised if he doesn't finish the season with the best stats. Oh, okay. So, t- last, so, so Tanner's sleeper right done now. Last 10 my, games. Sleeper, my sleeper for MVP is obviously Steph. Are we getting a Giannis sleeper for, for Tanner here? No, only because... Of voter fatigue, and he's won the last two. No, fast. I mean, he's, not, he's not winning three in a row. But no. I mean, he's going, he's averaging 29, 12, and six with a block and a half a game. Yeah, he's doing practically what he was, what he's been doing over the last yeah. couple of years. So, yeah, he's yeah. right there with him. Uh, rookie of the year, though, LaMelo Ball for sure. Coach, we're going Quinn Schneider. I think we both agree on six man of the year. We, we differ on defensive player. And most improved player, I think, for the but most. But those players. are smaller awards, and we both kind of see why the other guy could pick that guy. No, right. I, I, for the most part, it's not like I'm. You're picking, you know, some absurd, uh, some absurd choice for that, and we're just laughing at it exactly. I see where you're coming from. You see where I'm coming from. Overall, though, Tanner, I think it was a great week in sports. I know as far as that, that fight, I know you touched on it at the end of the show last week, um, that, that, that uh, UFC event over the weekend. How'd that end up going? Yeah, uh, I got to tune in for the uh, three title fights that they had. It's crazy. They had three title fights in the, yeah. the same pay-per-view. The first fight, a bargain. title fight. Uh, <laughs> a bargain right there, right? Yeah, Al- Aljamain <laughs> Sterling versus uh, Peter, or Piotr Jan. He, uh... He probably Jan was winning right. the fight huge, and then he just drops this big, disgusting, illegal knee <laughs> right to Sterling's face. And I was like, well, this fight's over. So he lost the championship because of an illegal knee. But up until that point, he was the clear victor, correct? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he had lost probably the first round, but then ever since then, he was just piecing him up. Yeah, so He was just picking his spots, and he was just like – the guy was like spinning around, falling down. It just, it kind of looked sloppy. And then in the second fight, Amanda Nunez did Amanda Nunez things. The GOAT. She might GOAT. be the best athlete in women's sports or men's sports. Holy cow. She, she is dominant. Big she statement. won in, I think, two minutes, maybe. She 
tapped Dang. the girl out. I did see she tapped. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and she, if she didn't tap her out, she was going to knock her out. That's yeah, something. that was bad. like the reason she was on the ground is because she got hit so hard in the face. So that, but, okay, so she wins in then, what two minutes? You say okay. Yeah, and then in the last fight, uh, Israel Adesanya, the last yeah. style bender, fought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the pride of Poland. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his yeah, name. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's good. And he, uh, that fight, my, that was one of the best fights I've seen in a long time. Uh, style bender jumped up a weight class. Was fighting way, way underweight. Yeah, yeah, I would say tell. by the time they fought, because they weigh in the night before, he was probably 30 pounds less than this guy. Yeah, it was and a clear went, difference yeah, in weight. Yeah, and they went five rounds. He actually won maybe the first the first and the third. And then the fourth and the fifth, though, he just got out-wrestled, got, just got laid on the whole match. But, yeah, it was a great pay-per-view. I was glad I got to see it. A success, though, overall, right? A success overall. Yeah, for say. sure. Also a success with the NBA's All-Star break. So that was a success. UFC went well for the remainder of the week. The NBA is back. If you're listening on Wednesday tonight, I believe. I'm not quite sure. I think the Spurs yeah. are playing. I'm not quite yeah, sure. They're, they're playing two games. It's uh, Spurs, Mavs, and Wizards, Grizzlies. Oh, Spurs and Mavs. That was the bigger, I think, of the two. Right? Yeah. That's on TV, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that Spurs and Mavs, Battle of Texas down there. Thursday, oh, yeah. Really excited. Yeah, really excited for Thursday's games, though. Celtics and Nets, Warriors and Clippers, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yep. And then... 76ers bowls might be okay. Suns Trailblazers. Oh, Suns Trailblazers. That's gonna be a good one yeah. as well for sure. I think on the over the weekend on Sunday, we're getting we're getting some quality Sunday games, I believe. Sunday, I think around midday, we're getting the Jazz against the Golden State Warriors. And the last time they played, it was just clear favorite by Utah, wasn't even close. Warrior, warriors are really needing to, to pull it, uh, pull together a, uh, a stretch of wins here. So I'm really excited to see how they do against two top teams uh, in the Clippers and, and the Jazz. If they drop both, they'll be dropping to under yeah, 500. Yeah, they'll be in trouble. Exactly, man. So watch out for those two games for Golden State. That's going to be big. Uh, Battle of Texas tomorrow night or, or tonight on Wednesday if you're listening. Uh, but Tanner, overall, man, last week was the 50th episode. For those, those of you that listen, I didn't even mention it until the end of the episode, practically. So those of you who've been listening for, for all 50, 51 episodes, thank you. Uh, shout out to everyone. Also, go follow us on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pod. Yeah. And uh, obviously, don't forget to watch all these conference tournament college basketball games. They're going to be exciting. You're going to see a lot of automatic bids decided. There's a uh, March Madness is here. Yeah, the madness Bam. has begun. There, there, yeah, there's I'm, no doubt about that. I'm declaring that. it right now. Stamp, it started. March Madness starts right now. So what? Next time, next week, it starts next week. Yeah, it. Yeah, Selection it's, Sunday is this Sunday. Yeah, so, okay, ne- next week, guys, make sure you tune in next week. We'll be talking some NCAA. We'll be talking some tournament for sure next week. So make yeah, sure you, for sure. I'm trying to make sure I got the date. So the tournament starts on the 18th. We come out on the 17th. So we'll, we'll be coming out a day before. We'll have to have our predictions ready. Yeah, exactly. We'll have, we'll have our uh, brackets ready, predictions ready for you guys next week. But overall, Tanner, I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. What do you think? Sounds good. We want to thank everyone for listening, as always. Thank you to everyone who listens to, uh, on Monday night for the live show. 
uh, thank you to everyone who follows us, follows us on Twitter. If you don't do so, go give us a follow. Thank you all for your continued support. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. We'll see you guys next week.